Mighty Bomb Jack. You remember Jack, don't you? You helped him in the arcade version. Bomb Jack. Now you can take him home. Fight the good fight. <laughs> Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And uh, Sean sounds a little confused. <laughs> so here's the thing. I did not know that that's what it said in the back of the box. And Tecmo, it sounds like an old friend from high school that you don't really remember, but you've been successful and they really want to get on your good side again. And it just sounds so desperate. Right, right. Well, you, you remember when you gave us all those quarters <laughs> at the arcade, right? Well, why not give us cold, hard cash up front and we'll give you the whole game for, your, you know, for an unlimited place. We really need their next fix. Yeah. We, we, are, not, we are not sustainable as an arcade <laughs> coin-op, and we need to jump to, uh, you know, console gaming. But I'm glad you brought up Tecmo. Uh, I didn't think I would, that you would have known. Uh, usually you guys don't know ahead of time. Well, I mean, it's on the, it's on the f uh, pedal screen. Okay, well, yeah. this is our first Tecmo game yeah. on the NES, and we're going to get some good ones, uh, namely Ninja Gaiden. Uh, and, I'm thinking uh, more Tecmo Yeah, Tecmo Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you know, I knew you would go for that. Yeah. And they've, of course, uh, are probably most well-known for um, Dead or Alive. Yes. Uh, that franchise. But they are... Extreme uh, Beach Volleyball. Yeah, they are no longer around. <laughs> no, I know. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those... They were one of those uh, victims of what happened with all of the conglomeration of of video game companies. Yep. And uh they were they were founded like they they predate video games in the sense of like they were making things before they made video games and they started in 1967 uh and then went defunct in 2010 not before of course um they were merged with Koei. Koei? Yeah. Yeah. Koei? I always Koei? said Koei. I don't Koei? know. Koei? Yeah, Koei Tecmo. So now that's what we have. Koei Tecmo games, mm -hmm. um, which they're still around, right? I what think they, so. What are they doing? I don't know. Uh, well, they are around, so that's good news. <laughs> uh, what did they? Do you know what they made before video games? Well, oh, like what appliances? Tecmo made? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good answer. I'll get back to that in a second, but I do want to just list that Koei Tecmo uh, is just like the um, the big umbrella of everything, and then obviously like they have things like Team Ninja, yeah, uh, who does a lot of good stuff, and Omega Force and Ruby Party. But in terms of like what they were making before they made video games, it seems like. They, okay, so the origins of Tecmo date to, like, September of 1964, and they specialized in the management of building maintenance. What? <laughs> including, not building, but supplying cleaning equipment. Wow. Tecmo so, has, <laughs> they crawled from the bottom, reached the top, and promptly fell off. You know, it's kind of like you, you hear about Nintendo used to make cards for, yeah, like, but, for like, no, but for like 80 years before yeah. they got into toys. <laughs> but like, cards are still like a form of yeah, games. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, this is like, you know what? I'm tired of <laughs> supplying places with cleaning supplies. I want to make games. Whoever was the CEO of Tecmo during that pivot was was a genius. Yeah, well, yeah, he definitely, um, they had a knack for it when they went to the arcade. They had um, Bomb Jack, which everybody remembers, of course, because it's on the back of the box for Mighty Bomb Jack. <laughs> yeah, you remember, right? <laughs> yeah, you remember. Yeah, so they had Bomb Jack and um, 
They're going to have Ninja Gaiden, which is going to be a huge hit. Rygar is another one. Never heard um, of Rygar. Well, Rygar, <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> it's coming up next. <laughs> Rygar is like one of the next games on our list, Sean. Well, so. I can't wait to look ahead and... I've just yeah. been playing surprised, you Pretty know? Pretty sure it's the very next game on our list. Whatever. I don't, I think I don't enough skip about, ahead. Yeah, <laughs> enough about Sean's inadequacies to play these games ahead of time. Let's let's talk about Mighty Bomb Jack, assuming you've played. I think I've played this game, Mike. <laughs> All right, so Mighty Bomb Jack, Sean, take me through it. What are we doing? So you are Jack. <laughs> Bomb Jack. Bomb Jack. Um, there's some really contrived and convoluted story about like why you're doing the things that you're doing and there's some guy named Beazle Butt that you're trying to fight against but really you're just um you're just jumping around rooms trying to collect bombs and avoiding enemies that sort of morph into each other all the time and then you open treasure chests and leave to the next room but but Sean I am listening to the Mighty Bomb Jack um nostalgia podcast because I am a deep lore Mighty Bomb Jack fan well okay deep lore Mighty Bomb Jack <laughs> don't worry Sean I'll take them through it <laughs> no 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 I want to read them the actual story unless you do uh, no I'm just saying I have it in front of me if you know what? Fine, Mike. Okay. So uh, this is not from memory. I just want to state uh, I'm not one of those deep lore guys, but here we go. King Pomera was a legendary king who ruled the lands and ensured peace and order throughout the world. The king demon Beezlebutt had plans to bring the world to ruin by kidnapping King Pomera, along with his wife and daughter. The mighty brothers fought against Beezlebutt, but all were defeated except the youngest. Jack. Jack must save the world by defeating Beezlebutt and rescuing the royal Pamera family, thus restoring peace and order to the world. So, did you read that from the manual? Yeah, I don't know if that's directly taken from the manual or transcribed. I think it's I think it's transcribed because the one in the manual is much more English. Okay, let me hear it. Uh, there was a legendary King Pamera who maintained peace and order all over the world. Nobody could ever catch sight of King Pamera. One day, the King Demon Beezlebutt had a wicked plot to bring the world into ruin by abducting the merciful King Pamera, his beloved queen, and their beloved princess, the Brothers Mighty, but fought bravely against Beezlebutt in order to save King Pamera. Every brother was defeated by the King Demon, except Jack, the youngest and lone survivor. Jack gained additional courage and challenged the King Demon to a final fight in order to restore peace all over the world. Good luck, Jack. Not just peace on their country, <laughs> all over the world. Yes. And also, we, we learned something, uh, another additional piece of lore in that, that uh, Mighty Bomb Jack, Mighty is his title. Oh, he's, yes, you know, he's the it's Mighty. It's not just like... The Brothers it, Mighty. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, su you know, Super Mario Brothers. No one ever really calls him Super. Yeah. You know, the Brothers Super. <laughs> well, maybe they are Supers in their building, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so if I could, can we talk real fast about just the box for this game, the box, uh, the front box, because that is not how I picture Mighty Bomb Jack in the game. Uh, no, uh, this looks really... Really disturbing. Yeah, uh, he he's like just a guy. But he's like a super standard superhero guy who's wearing um, the spandex uh, full outfit with the cape. But then like the speedo as well. But this begs the question of like, what's the whole like red full body spandex for? Well, he's mighty. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, if he's so mighty, he doesn't really need to like hide his beautiful body, right? 
So you want him to be naked? Uh, no, he can wear the speedo. You <laughs> need <laughs> that part. I don't know. I'm just. I, I think I'm confused about like you know the whole like long sleeve, long pants. Like is see. I mean, okay. The, There's a palm tree in the back. Yeah. Like, okay. It's a nice weathered place. Okay. I think that you are picking the wrong battle here. I'm also very confused, but I'm just going like if. Fashion wise, I get, you know, the the stereotypical superhero in the spandex suit and the cape and the speedo and belt. But then he's got this helmet straight out of like Skyrim that just does not mesh well with the rest of his outfit. What was he thinking? <laughs> I mean, it's after Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, I can't help but feel like we're avoiding talking about the I game. I don't like this game, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, so as Sean mentioned, you 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 are Mighty Bomb Jack. You collect bombs. Um, they're not going off. <laughs> they're just like perfectly, perfectly unlit bombs around the room. There are lit bombs. Yes, that they is don't true. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, we, don't but we're not off. at that point yet. Okay. Uh, so, so basically, yeah, you're going around these rooms. You're collecting bombs if you want to. You don't. You don't have to. You can get from one point to another by by just like you know, going to the end of the level because you don't have to open up treasure chests. You don't have to open up, uh, you don't have to collect bombs. You don't have to do anything to enemies because you can't. <laughs> There's no way to confront these enemies. You just have to dodge them. Uh-huh. And you're just trying to get from point A to point B. It's, it's true. Um, the, the other interesting thing, because he's a, supposedly a superhero, the only mighty thing about him, the only powers that he gains over the, uh, the course of this game is just like the ease in which he opens boxes. Yes, but is but that even, super? I or think is that his real, well, I would say his real superpower is his mobility. Yes. Guy can jump like guy nobody. Jump. Okay, yeah. yeah, this guy can jump, and um, unfortunately, that becomes a problem too <laughs> because he jumps so high, yes. and you can't really bring him back down fast enough. And you're just floating for a while to get to the next thing. It's like, imagine if in Super Mario Brothers, when you jumped in the air, you, like, regardless of your speed, regardless of, like, how fast you were running, or if you were even moving at all, like, and imagine every single time you just jam the A button all the way down and you jump up as high as you can and you even float there for a little bit as Mario. (laughs) That's what you're doing with Mighty Bomb Jack. He jumps up into the air, like, leaps into the air, practically suspended in air for like a half a second and then kind of parachutes down doesn't even fall with gravity just like parachutes down so mike um this is actually one point where we're actually going to have a discussion because i sort of disagree with you on this uh um that you don't like the the feeling of the jump or anything about the jump it sounds like the uh the jump in mighty bomb jack while not as intuitive as Super mario brothers is still it it has some expression to it, like you. Oh, definitely you has have, expression. You have a lot of control. Like it, you don't have to jump all the way up. If you press jump again, you stop, like in midair. What? Yeah. What? And then if you keep pressing it, you can like sort of floaty float your way over, uh, like on the same parallel realm, and uh, like you can just sort of fly. Does the down does the down button do anything? If you press down, you will fall slightly faster. Yes, okay. That I noticed, and I thought that's what you were gonna tell me, and I was gonna say, well, Sean, I'm not impressed. But I never thought to tap the jump button again. I just figured maybe yeah. you do a double jump or something. Yeah, you but- can uh, you you can really 
expand your mobility just by stopping where you want to. Mm, that that does kind of change my yeah. my opinion for a second. But I didn't have any. I didn't have a hard time playing it my way. Yeah. Um, the enemies on screen are, are they're kind of doofuses. You mm-hmm. know, they don't necessarily target you. No, they just kind of like you might they look run like into them. Wandering around in the dark. <laughs> you know, like they're just kind of like uh, he might be around here. And you just have to like kind of jump over them or under them, under them, or they don't pay any mind for the most part. Or jump at them and then they start coming towards you, so you just turn the other way. Yeah. Um. So when you actually do choose to play the game, because we've sort of emphasized (laughs) the fact that you don't have to do anything. Um. (laughs) Well, you do have to point A to point B is important. Well, I mean, while in the on your way to point B, usually in games you have to do things. Right. Um, so if you choose to do things on your way to point B, um, there are several kinds of coins and power-ups and, and, and points that the you can get. The mighty coins, yes. The mighty coins. And I, I did read the manual, and I read most of the descriptions of these items, but apparently if you collect too many of the coins that make you more mighty at opening treasure chests... Um, they will punish you immediately and, and take you to the, the torture, torture room. room. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love that we were synced up for that, Sean. Uh, yes, the torture room. It happens, I think, uh, once you hold, like, nine is the integer that it can is count nine? up to. Okay. And then, no, no, once you get more than nine, it's like, well, Jack, you got a little too greedy, so now you're going into the torture room, which is a single-screen um, room uh, with a set number of enemies, and there's no way to, like, immediately leave. Like, there's no door to get to or anything like that, and you just have to kind of avoid the enemies until the timer reaches zero. So here's the thing about the timer, though. As I was going, and because I had not discovered yet that I could stop my jump, uh and not, like, do the full-screen verticality of it. Um, It's not counting seconds. It's counting how many jumps you've done. Yes. So it could take forever. It could take, like, two and a half minutes. That's the thing, right? (laughs) You don't want to be greedy with your powers either. And I think that, to be honest, this was the... The only cool part of the game. This I was going to say cool the coolest, <laughs> but I think the only cool part. Well, what an interesting mechanic to make it like, to be like, yeah, here's your superpower, and here's these cool collectible coins, but don't get greedy. Just because we littered them all over the stage and made the whole game about jumping doesn't mean <laughs> that you should be jumping around collecting our stuff. Like, why, like, what power in this, in the in the world of this game is taking you out of the level, is is actually... Like tunneling you through the quantum space time out of the level and into this torture realm. Like, w- why are you being punished? Who well, is you'd have to imagine you? it's like Beezlebutt's power, right? Is that like, Beezlebutt has the power to uh, has the power to like do that? He's wow. a demon king. Why doesn't he just keep He's you right in the torture room? Why does he just keep you there in the torture room forever? Then, well, I mean, like you know, He's Beezlebutt, well, Beezlebutt. There's a timer. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, he's like. Oh, I said the word. Sorry, guys. Oh, no. I, know I, gotta, I'll probably, I probably have bleeped that out, honestly. I probably have. He said the bad uh, home assistant word. Yeah, I said the home assistant word. Uh, but yeah, he probably was like, you know, set, set timer for how many times he jumped? 45. <laughs> it's, it's such a crazy, complicated way of going about, like, torturing the player. You <laughs> yeah, know? Like, it's not like, torturing him. It's you. Yeah, you the player. Don't have fun yeah. playing this game. Here's the thing, though, Sean, that confuses me. When would you collect more than nine of these mighty coins? Well, when you're like me and you don't know how to activate them. 
<laughs> okay. You just sort of accrue them over time. Yeah, and if you're like me and you activate them on accident, <laughs> you're just completely confused about what's happening because you haven't read the manual yet, <laughs> and you've just changed your you changed your skin color and everything, and your your the color of your clothes, and uh, you know that was like I was like okay. Nothing feels different, <laughs> like, you know. Like I don't have a new attack or something. No, Mike. Now you can open the orange boxes. Well, yeah. So I, that's the thing. Okay, <laughs> this is this is confusing because let me walk you through the powers. You have blue, you have orange, and then you have green. Those are your suits that you can change into. And it would be really obvious if it was like, oh yeah, blue, that lets you open up the blue chest. Orange, that lets you open up the harder chest, the orange chest. You know, green, now you get the green chest, right? It's like, no, okay? (laughs) Blue allows you to open the orange treasure boxes. Orange allows you to open the orange and red boxes, but also allowing them to open by simply touching them from the side. Mm -hmm. So there's a little, there's a couple levels where that's like a a puzzle aspect to it. And then there's green, which just turns all the enemies on screen into gold coins for five seconds. It's, it's a it's a great mechanic. I mean, it's not, but I I genuinely want to ask you how far into this game you played. I, I got yeah, I got far. You did? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This game was not hard for me at all. I don't even I'm not even talking about difficulty. I'm talking about just like maintaining your level of attention. And to be honest, I just wanted to see if there was, like, variety. Yeah. And was there any? So here's the thing. They're, you know, they, they do do some creative things with the chests. Okay. You know, and, like, using the power-ups and stuff. But no. There's, <laughs> no, there's really not enough change going on. It doesn't get any harder either, necessarily. Like, yeah, more enemies might be harder, but still it's a game of dodging, not of attacking. So more enemies on the screen... Just makes it like, okay, that's the area I must avoid for now. Mm-hmm. Like, let me hang back here. They'll crawl over to me at snail's pace, and then I'll jump over them all. You know, it's like, all right. progression in the story but as far as you got as far as i got no 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 because that's a lot of that's a lot of description for a game that doesn't seem to have much to to talk about in terms of like it like it has a it has a pretty intense story in the manual right so i would think here is the cool thing though about about the story at least is that there there are multiple endings i did see that yeah that's pretty cool. This is our first yeah. NES game, probably one of the only your NES choices games we're going to get. Matter. Yeah, where your choices matter, and uh, basically it's all dependent on what conditions the player has satisfied before entering the final series of rooms. And you know, not that it's like there's no dialogue choices <laughs> or that that are like saving. You know, the no at the, the top is a, a morality uh, slider. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, did Jack even want to save his brothers, <laughs> or did he want to become king? Uh, <laughs> king Mighty Jack, the sequel. Um, no, instead, the best ending can be done by getting um, both crystal balls. There are two, and the five secret coins. So that's um, that's kind of why you want to 
you know, explore the level and collect the things that I told you not to do because you're not going to find that stuff otherwise. Yeah. I will say uh, another thing about the level design in general was that I didn't think it was very creative. No. I thought that, um, you know, the puzzle aspects were probably the best part and that it was nice to have like some some secrets, like yeah. some little places to like drop down to and find things. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like not a lot going on here in terms of like, you know, well, this stage has to look like this. So this way, the enemies, when they spawn here, it's like, it's not that well thought out. No. It's just kind of like enemies will spawn wherever they want. And, and there's sort of like a, a path that you can kind of see that the bombs make is the is the optimal path. Or right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay. It's kind of like, it's like a less, well, it's like a less well-designed version of the coins in Super Mario Brothers kind of outlining where yeah. you should jump and do stuff like that. But if you do happen to get the best ending, it just allows you to save the entire family. So that's cool. That's fun. You know, uh, basically, if you don't do that, the other endings, it's like there's there's almost everyone's here, <laughs> but you left someone behind, Jack. Like, Which God, is weird. Damn it, Jack. <laughs> damn it, Jack. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. And... Secret uh, secret coins, by the way, can only be picked up while you're in the green form. So uh, yes. that's important to note, too, because you might just look through this whole level and be like, I've been searching this damn level for hours. Where's these secret coins? They're uh, they're only available in the green form. I will say, though, that like, I mean, I had been I had been playing some uh, more intense uh, anxiety inducing games before I started playing this one and it's a nice reprieve it's a more uh it's a more relaxing experience uh because i do think that the jump feels good and like you um so moving around is uh it's enjoyable at to some extent um but yeah i didn't feel like i had to do much there's not much direction right yeah i i think like for me with this game there there's enough like there's enough to appreciate when it comes to like secrets and the multiple endings thing is cool. And the jump thing you told me about is cool. And I'm definitely going to go back and try that out because it's just weird that I never thought to press, press a jump. Again. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like, you know, I guess that makes sense though. If you really think about it. like, why would I jump again while I'm jumping? Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that stuff is cool, but overall, like, you know, the game, the game is just like, it's not tight enough. No. And it's not, it's, there's really no difficulty either. I'm really surprised about this, that we have an NES game that's actually, like, kind of easy. Yeah, a little too easy. Uh, this game feels like it was made by Game Maker. Like, it was made in Game Maker, <laughs> and they didn't know how to really... Be get... nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, because of how freeform it feels... Because you can just go wherever you want. There's no real, like, uh, failure states except for bumping into an enemy. I don't know. I hear you. Okay. I mean, you know, Mighty Bomb Jack is the sequel to Bomb Jack. So oh, yeah, I, rem- the- I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, like, the game, the game does have a following, but Bomb Jack was weird in the sense that, like, it had a huge focus on, like, an Egyptian theme. Oh. like. With with like sphinxes and and pyramids and yes, there's a sphinx in the, in the game too for Mighty Bomb Jack, but like it was just like really weird how how like they they swapped in those backgrounds and it doesn't really look arc- arcade like at all. It looks kind of like um like an Amiga game. Yeah, you know, like was a computer that computer game? So 
That um, so Mike just showed me a picture that actually had the Sphinx in it. Was that from the arcade version? Yeah, that's from the arcade version of just regular Bomb Jack. To okay, be clear. and now this one is just like a very normal palette of of walls. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this one seems to be a little more like grounded in what other NES games were doing at the time, and not trying to do like photorealistic <laughs> sphinxes. <laughs> sphinxes and stuff like that. Uh, the game, the game did get plenty of ports, though. I mean, uh, it definitely went to the Amiga and other PC related stuff. Uh, it got a port on the Game Boy too. Uh, just Bomb Jack, not Mighty Bomb Jack. Mm. So it's out there if you're interested in checking out the the Bomb Jack line of Bomb Jack, Bomb Jack Two, and Mighty Bomb Jack. <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not gonna go and recommend it. <laughs> but since we're talking about recommending stuff, let's throw it to the essential games list. All right, it's time for the essential games list, and you know what that means? Me and Sean are going to decide if this game is essential in 2018 and beyond. Is this game still worth playing today? I don't care if it's essential on the NES. I don't care if it's the essential Mighty Bomb Jack game. (laughs) I care about if it's still worth playing today. Both Sean and I will have to vote yes for it to get on to the essential games list. Sean, throw out the first yes. Yes. No. 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 No, no, no. If I say yes, does it have to go on? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. All right. Good, good. Um, I'm just very befuddled by this game. Um, I I like Tecmo. I think that they have a good feel for the character. Like, this sort of goes back to when we describe how I don't remember which of the uh, the developers... I'll help you out um, here. We were talking about Diet Data East. No, in uh, no, it's in Nintendo R and D. Oh, um, where they where they'll just start with like a box, um, and they'll just it won't have a character design, but they'll just see how that moves. Like how is moving? Feel. Oh yeah, R and D one. R and D one. When they when they do that, like I like the the movement of this character, but the game surrounding it has little to no substance. So I cannot, in good conscience, put this on the essential games list. Yeah, I think this game gets me excited for, like, what Tecmo is going to do on the system because there's there's clearly, like, some thought put in the right places in terms of, like, a platforming game here. Mm-hmm. But but there's also, like, a lot that, that isn't polished and isn't done right that there's just no way I can recommend it today. I, I'd be crazy to tell somebody, you know, hey— Forget what you're doing. Go home, play Mighty Bomb Jack. Because it's it's just like we're, even in 1987, like we were above that on the NES. You know, like we have better games now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had better games then. And I think, you know, there's something there for people who like at the time were itching for like another platformer if they played like Ninja Kid and Super Mario Brothers to death. But I would have recommended them like, at that point, like a harder game, like Ghosts and Goblins or yeah. Trojan, which aren't platformers, but are like kind of similar side-scrolling levels. Yeah, yeah character-based side-scrolling levels. So I would have recommended those over this. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, like, this is a no for me. It's too bad. 
All right, and that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Rygar, that game that Sean still hasn't played yet. <laughs> what is Rygar? Okay, he'll he'll play it. Uh, he'll play it next time, and hopefully you will too, because uh, that episode will come out next Friday, just like we do every Friday. Uh, is a brand new episode of Nostalgia, so be sure to subscribe to get that thing right in your inbox on Friday midnight or Friday six a.m. If I screw up and fall asleep, we really do want to slide right into your DMs. Yeah, and, and speaking of sliding into DMs, you can DM us, uh, whether that's on our Twitter or um, on our email, which is contact at nostalgicast.com. Send us uh, your thoughts about any games. They don't have to be the games that we haven't done yet. Send us thoughts about old games, too, and we'll talk about those as well. If you want to talk to me about Ten Yard Fight and how the first episode just really didn't do it for you. Or well, if you want to talk about Final Fantasy X-2. Yeah, Final Fantasy X-2, why not? That's yeah. now uh, that's now nostalgia. Yeah, right? I'm sure we can talk about that. We can talk about whatever you guys want. Uh, this is a, uh, we're open for suggestions on the show. Uh, but not desperate. Definitely not desperate because we have a lot of games yeah. to come up. You remember uh, Nostalgia, right? Uh, yeah. back on back on your podcast app. Right. Well, this is Mighty Nostalgia. Oh, okay. And uh, if you remember Nostalgia, you'll certainly remember www.nostalgicast.com. That is the only place to get the show notes and links to other places and reviews on the games that we've done, access to all the old episodes, in fact some articles too. We got some great stuff on there. So I want you to check that out. And just remember that we're the only show that signs off with I'm Mike Esposito, and you can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon.